Like many of you who we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, welcome back to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast where we fight depression with the power of music. I almost did it again, but I caught myself. I am your host, professional handicapped host, James Cox, J-A-C. And no, I am not the voice of Scooter from the Muppets, but that's good, you know? Yeah, that's all right. I am commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I'm playing the drums. I'm your endless source of useless music knowledge. My name is Blake Mosley. But you, my dear listeners and friends, you can call me Brosley. Brosley. Yeah. So yeah, it's me. It's you. It's you. It's B R. Well, I don't know. We need a we need the catchy thing for your you know your name. I, now, I'm you know, boring because I'm, cause I'm beyond J A C and you're just T B M man. It's nothing. That's nothing right. crazy. Right. B M bowel movement. No, whatever you want to no, call no, me. No, no. Well, uh, we'll so. come up with. A, <laughs> Well, we'll come up with something for you, TBD, to be dated, right? Whatever, yeah. you know, it's uh, whatever at this point. It's whatever, it's whatever. right? Yeah. I'm 30 years old, I'm just, I'm boring now, I, I can't roll over in bed without pinching a nerve in my neck, so it's just, it's cool. Yes, yeah, like, so, I've so, accepted this is what it is. So let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, oh, yesterday God, or the day yeah. before, I got a Snapchat from you. Yes, mm-hmm. he's on Snapchat, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on the Snapchat. Snapchat. And I... It said something about you had a pinched nerve. Yeah. I think I had a pinched nerve before, but I'm not sure. Can you can you uh, explain? What? Here's what I did. Yeah. I'll just tell you what I did. Okay. I was in bed. I was laying over on one side. It was um, about 7.30 uh, this past Sunday morning, and I go to roll over and just from one side to the other, and a sharp pain just shot down through my neck into part of my back into my left arm just all the way mm. down i felt it go all the way down to my elbow and i basically just got stuck and i was like oh oh god <laughs> and uh i had to very carefully get myself out of bed yeah. um and then i just was in pain uh the rest of the day yeah. um still hurting from that still trying to recover uh, from that and i was like i wasn't even doing anything cool i just rolled over in bed and just did it and wrong just, and just yeah. shot this pain and i can't like turn my head very well so it sucks this is what i guess getting older means <laughs> <laughs> well you told me that be, before we record you told, you told me that you can turn your head a little bit more than you could yesterday a little bit more yeah oh. but yeah i like you know like the old batman movies um like the way his suit is designed he like can't turn his neck and he's yeah. just very like this is hey, you're michael feel. keaton i feel like michael keaton's my batman favorite right my now. dude that's my favorite batman of all time I'm oh sorry. yeah it's a great it's a great one yeah. i love that one yeah. very dark very creepy and uh very and it's and batman returns is a great christmas movie so it is a christmas movie yeah. thank, thank you it's for saying christmas that because no one yep. no one right. seems to care about it yeah so um uh, yep. Oh, so do we need to call a chiropractor or, or to get one to promote? I don't know. To, you know I don't know if that's who I need to Cause see I as live, a chiropractor Because I work. Okay, because I work at Outback. You know that, right? And yeah, like two yeah. doors down from Outback is a chiropractor. Yep. So you may need to. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that, that's what.
weed or if I just need to ride it out. I'm yeah. to Tylenol and uh, ibuprofen right now. Right. <laughs> just I've got like a, a patch, like one of those eight hour patches uh, yeah. on my neck and my back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to just work through it, man. I'll I'll be all right. It ain't no big thing. It ain't nothing. And, I will. Uh, I yeah. will. I will tell you that um that when I was this, this was like two years ago. I fell down on my tailbone, tailbone, on yeah. my uh, one of my dresser corners. You know, you yeah. know, you pull out a drawer into the, the, the sharp corner. I fell right, right on that, and I just worked it out for days and days. And it took me about two weeks. So I mean, it worked out, you know. And yeah. while I was doing, I was working out at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, That's not fun. I no, will be working out today. No. That's for sure. Yeah. Not until I can get past. <laughs> right. Get past exactly. Exactly. So. I may I may ride this bike for a little bit that we just purchased. Um, it's kind of like one of those Peloton bikes, right? Um, yeah. So I may do that for a little bit, but nice, uh, nice. who knows? We'll see. Uh, first off, uh, we need to discuss the uh, meatloaf issue. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Poor meatloaf, man. That happened what yesterday, right? Or the day before? It was I think sometime it's, last week, yeah. It yeah, was, Saturday. It was, uh, Saturday or Sunday, we learned that he, he passed away from COVID. Yeah. Um. So, you know, R.I.P. Meatloaf, man. Yeah. What a what a what a good one that uh that was taken from us. But. Have you have have you seen the uh the uh the Pick of Destiny movie? Yes, I love it, and he plays uh, the, the, Jack Black's the, the, dad. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be such a like a rock and roll guy, you would ne- yeah. never think that he would play a a de- like a really strict Christian father, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's he's pretty uh, weird to see him great playing. in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He, he yeah. was great in Pick a Destiny. Yeah. Um. So, R.I.P. Meatloaf. I also love Fight Club. Um. That has yes. Meatloaf in it as well. Um. Paul. Um. What was his name? Robert Paulson. Yeah. His name was Robert so, Paulson. His name was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had no other names other than that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I love uh I love meatloaf man. So yeah. that was what a what a good one. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, but however, you know, even even like with that news, what a what an emotional roller coaster for music it has been. Yeah. Um For yes. me personally too, because uh, you know, just recently. Recently learned that every time I die has called it quits. Yeah, I heard um, about that. That's so sad, dude. But, um, uh, but so um, I'm I'm extremely bummed out. Every time I die, quickly became one of my favorite bands ever, and it's a it's a real shame to see them fizzle out like that. But um, you know, it it is what it is. If that's what's best for everybody, um, for Keith's uh, Keith Buckley's Keith, mental health, yeah. for him to uh, you know separate himself, um, for the band to fizzle out, um, yeah. because they've all kind of acknowledged like. Like each of those members, they are what makes every time I die. Every, every time, time I, I die, die. right? So yeah. Without yeah. one, it is not the same. Right. So, right. whether that's Keith, whether that's Andy on guitar, or Keith's brother Jordan on guitar, or uh, Goose on the drums, or any any of them, like they're goose. they're all just <laughs> Goose. Um, yeah. Um. You know, Goose Goose was a, a great addition. You know, they've that band has gone through drummers like crazy. Um. That it seems like every album there was a different drummer it feels like it not always but it feels like it <clears throat> and uh goose you know came from um norma jean he played with norma jean okay. uh before joining every time i die and yeah. what he did with norma jean was incredible those two albums he put out with them so i was very excited to hear that goose uh had joined every time i die and this most recent release that they put out with uh radical yeah. was it is one of my favorite albums of all time 
Um, I have no problem saying that, even though it's a brand spanking new album, it is hands down one of my favorite albums that's ever been released by any band ever. Right. And uh, definitely one of my favorite Every Time I Die albums. And Goose did an amazing job on drums there. And they're right. Like it, without any of those guys, the band is just not the same. And I think, you know, for them to call it quits, you know, Keith to get himself straight with all his mental issues that he has going on. Uh, it, he quit drinking uh, yeah. and that was, yeah. that was big. And I think that yeah. kind of yeah. put a little bit of tension on the band because he didn't drink anymore. And the rest of them did. Um, you see things like that happen all the time. That's the reason why Brandon Steinekert got kicked out of the used uh, is because he didn't drink or do drugs and they, oh, and they didn't like that. <laughs> they didn't like it. Yeah. They yeah. simply, simply put, they did not like that. They didn't like the fact that he was straight edge and, they kicked him out. See, I don't know because why you would be harder. against that because if yeah. if, if you're not on drugs, well, yeah, yeah, if you're not on drugs, then yeah, he didn't use drugs, he didn't drink or anything, and they just didn't like that because he couldn't party with them, so they kicked him out. That's weird. Um, so you hear about that more and more now. Um, it's it's hard to be in a band when everybody has a certain <clears throat> lifestyle and you have a different type of lifestyle. Right. So so let me ask but, you this: you know, Do you think that the the rest of the members Minus Keith, do you think that deal some they'll they'll do like a like a, remember when when Creed broke up and formed Alter Bridge? Yeah. Do you think that yeah, they'll do, do the same thing as like I don't know keep the same members I, but call it like uh, like a different man and and get a I don't know. No? Um, I don't know what they'll do, but I'll tell you this: if Keith decides decides to uh keep moving forward with um his project that he had the damn things yeah, right. which is a super group um yeah. which features uh, we've talked about this before but the damn things uh was uh first off taken from the song black betty that's where they got their name black betty um, bam, 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 bam. that's right yeah so they got their name from that uh it features keith from every time i die on vocals um it has uh i can't remember his name uh but the guitarist and drummer from fallout boy um andy hurley is the drummer from fallout boy um, Scott Ian from Anthrax, um, and most recently added addition to that was uh, Dan, the bassist from Alkaline Trio. So awesome super group, bunch of people you never thought would ever form a band together, and let alone form a good band. And the Damn Things is incredible. They put out two albums; they're wonderful, um, and uh, one of my favorite super groups ever created. Yeah. So if Keith decides decides to uh pursue that further i would be extremely happy with that because i love what they do um and if the rest of the band decides to form something i guess we'll just see how it turns out but again like every time i die is not every time i die without keith's uh unique vocal styles and his lyrics are great and it's going to be hard for them to move on um without him if that's what they decide to do so I'm, things got real ugly right there at the end. Legal issues that they had, um, and it, it's hard being in a in a band with a family member. I'm sure. So oh, yeah. the fact that Keith and Jordan, uh, both being brothers and being in the same band, makes it difficult, um, especially when it comes to money. I'm sure legal issues with uh, how bands work and everything. So, so there's that. Um, also, <laughs> another emotional roller coaster that we've been on this week. We had the announcement of the when we we have to talk about it. The when we were young festival. It's everybody's talking about it all over the okay. internet. So um, we have to talk about it first. That was so. my next question: is what is this? And I remember half of these bands. Uh, yeah. Okay. Although, so although I do, re I don't remember um, like car seat, head seat. 
Had it had Carthy Headrest? I don't know them. They're they're a newer band. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, so we got this amazing announcement uh, from Live Nation that there was a festival. A lot of people thought it was fake. Right. Um, because it was kind of like, is Warp Tour coming back? Is Warp Tour like re- rebranding itself as something else? Like, because that's what this looks like. So they announced Live Nation presents When We Were Young Festival, uh, taking place in Las Vegas. Um, they announced the first day. Just to, let's go over. Let's just touch on a few of these bands that were now that were announced. Okay, okay. you got My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I think that's why everybody thought it was a joke because My Chemical Romance yeah, has been canceling, right. rescheduling mm-hmm. shows all over the world uh, due to COVID. Right. So you got My Chemical Romance, Paramore, AFI, The Used, Bring Me the Horizon, Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard Confessional, Alkaline Trio, Manchester Orchestra, A Day to Remember, Pierce the Veil, Story So Far, Dance Gavin Dance, All American Rejects, Boys Like Girls, um, Car Seat Headrest, Sleeping with Sirens, Knocked Loose, uh, Jaden, Avril Lavigne, Madam, uh, excuse me, Mayday Parade, Motionless of White, Blackville Brides, Ice Nine Kills, Neck Deep, The Main, Bayside, um, Mom Jeans, uh, I don't know anything about Mom Jeans, Census Phil, Silverstein, um, Bright Eyes, Paris, uh, Seosin, um, Lil Huddy, Glassjaw, Atreyu, uh, Story of the Year, Acceptance, The Starting Line, Thursday, Amberlin, Jimmy Eat World, 303, State Champs, The Ready Set, Four Year Strong, um, The Horror Pops, um, and uh, The Wonder Years, Hawthorne Heights, We the Kings, Law Dispute, and uh, Red Jumpsuit, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. So they they announced this amazing lineup. Like everybody just thinks it was fake. I thought it was fake. I was like, that isn't real. Right. It's right. very real. It's a yeah. very real festival they're coming out with. Um, and uh, it is basically like if you were to ask me, I don't know if Jacob's listening to this right now, but my friend Jacob Kip, if Jake, if me, if you were to ask me and Jacob Kip in 2007 to put together a uh, a perfect festival with all uh, with any bands that we any any bands that we wanted to, this would have been it. This would have been the lineup that we gave you in 2007. So it's like an emo kids uh, dream come true. Um, and they announced this. The presale tickets were available, sold out within minutes, I believe um so quickly that they decided to add a second day which is already sold out as well so crazy man just uh Mm. with the same exact lineup second day is the same exact lineup um how you're going to be able to pack all these bands in how many stages you're going to have to have to accommodate for big these are big names these are all headlining bands that you have playing the same festival how they're going to manage to have them all play i i don't know i don't know how it's going to be done so I saw this incredible lineup announced, and then I saw a meme <laughs> a few days later uh, that uh, perfectly sums it up. Um, so this meme says, stages of elder emo TikTok, which is me. Right. I'm an elder emo. Uh, uh, TikTok, finding out about the When We Were Young Festival. Stage one, panic, excitement, and signing up for pre-sale ticket info. Stage two, realizing it's a logistical nightmare, way overpriced, and being put on by the same people who did Astroworld. Um, if you remember oh, from no. our, uh, yeah. 2020, right, our 2021 yeah, oh, wrap no. up, Astro World was the Travis oh, Scott shit. Festival yeah. uh, that w- that Live Nation booked, and uh, you know people died. So Live Nation uh, is leaning this too. Oh no, dude! Yeah, uh, stage three is grief. So this was yeah, this is definitely the case because my buddy Mick Swain, um, who may or may not be listening to this right now too, sent me something about the thing about the festival, and he was like, "Are we going?" 
And I was like, yeah, right. And he's like, dude, we can do it. We can do anything or we set our minds. Right. <laughs> and I you was like, no way. On, it's dude. not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to be able to make this happen. Um, it, yes, it is an incredible lineup. Everybody's been talking about it. I've been tagged in several posts about it. It's been sent to me. And uh, I appreciate everybody doing that. But I know for a fact I won't be able to go to such an amazing thing like that. But, yeah, it, it is like a cool warp Tour reunion. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a lot of these bands that got big from the warp tour. So it, it, it's cool since we don't have the warp tour anymore. Um, that's what I really thought this was. I thought it was just going to be like a rebranding of warp tour and just making it a one or two day festival instead of a countrywide tour. And I have no doubt that this is not going to, this is going to be streamed live or something. Oh, I, I mean, sure it's, it's so. got to, yeah. it's got to yeah, be. Cause, I would, yeah, absolutely. Cause, cause I would love what to see lineup. these bands live one day, yeah. but now it's like, Okay, well, I can see right now if you just get them, yeah. get them on live stream. Yeah, um, I have some issues with Avril Lavigne. Well, I mean, it's the fake Avril. Come on now, we all know that. <laughs> all right, do you, have you heard of that conspiracy theory that yes. she died yes. like after? Okay, so there yes. is a conspiracy theory out there for those of you who don't know that Avril Lavigne actually died after her first album was right. released. Yep, got a look alike. Yeah, yeah, they found a look alike and it's uh, an image. Spitting image. Yep. Yeah. So if it's true, it does look a lot like her. There are some differences I, I, I can see from Avril today, quote unquote Avril today. I will uh compared to Skater Boy Avril. So I will tell you that that I do follow a girl, I forget her name, but um she looks spitting image. I, I kid you not. Yeah. A Margot Robbie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to. We'll have to I, do the whole like I gotta, Avril Levine thing. Yeah, the whole episode. Yeah. I got to see new that I heard her TikTok. Spitting image of her. No lie, you know. So I do have one more yeah. thing before we get going. Or and two you know, more things. Avril Levine come. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. I was yeah. gonna say. Uh, so Avril Levine, like with with what's going on with her recently, um, she has. Uh, if you believe she's the real Avril, um, she has signed on to DTA records, which is Travis Barker's um, record label um, and has a new album coming out like next month. And they have released one song and um, called bite me. And it actually is really good. I like it. Yes. Travis Barker again well, I mean, is playing drums he's, he's on it. Killing it. Yeah. Every, and he's every all time. over the track, you know? Yeah. yeah. So he's done a lot for, for the pop punk re, uh, revival and um, it's transitioning over into Avril Lavigne making a big comeback um, with, pop punk so i i'm excited about that I, I think it'd be great now i don't know if he's gonna be playing drums for her uh to, to be honest with you i'm surprised that blink is not on this uh this lineup but you know it is what it is there's plenty of other great bands on there so right yeah so i was gonna tell you two things before we get started on our thing yeah. but i forgot one thing just now 42 years old y'all come on now i'm old okay <laughs> But uh, the one thing I want to tell you, uh, um, have you heard of Alicia Cara or Alisa Cara? I don't think so. Okay, so at Outback, that's probably my favorite jam that they play, you know, the the, the rotating music list that yeah. they play, and it's right. good. So I'm, so I'm going to play play you this song, and you tell me if you heard it before. Hold on. Okay. i got to be so cold in the summertime, summertime. I don't have to really root it for you. No? No, I, I've never heard that. Man, that is much. Every time I come along, okay. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's going to be a great day. And, it, you know, for the, it. for the most part, it is, you know. I mean, because yeah. I think that came in in 2019. 
on the EP um, that summer, and you can't okay. find it on vinyl, so I'm upset. Yeah, we I'm need sorry. to get her. We need to get her on the show and say, "You, uh, your company needs us in James J A C the vinyl yeah. for that because you can't find the vinyl. You can find it on digital stuff and and, and like actual CDs. Yeah, but vinyl's back in, baby. You know, so yeah, yeah. vinyl's back. So, yeah. I can't wait to purchase some more vinyl. Right, right. So I have, but I'm I'm afraid to show you what I got because I don't want um um Allison to. Ali to uh, ream at me again, but I okay. So I'm lying. I don't. Well, I'm kind of afraid. I'm afraid. Of let's her see right it. Now, but, yeah, uh, let's see yeah. it. She's gonna, she's gonna kill me or something. I got revolver. Oh yeah. Yeah, you better not show her this. I won't. I was not home. Stays between us. She's not home. Is she? Yeah. She is. She actually just got oh, back. Shit. So let me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me put that away and, and yeah. So. I'm so afraid of her when we have her on our 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 Beatles show. Um, yeah, that you told me that that you and her watched um the Hulu right? Is it on Hulu or um? HBO no, it's Max? Uh, Disney Plus. Disney we haven't Plus. watched it yet, yeah. but okay. it, yeah, there's a great documentary I've heard a docu series about the Beatles mm. on um on Disney Plus. So yeah. we haven't watched it yet, but we wanted to watch that. Uh, before we had her on to do an uh, episode on the Beatles. So we've, we've been talking about doing a Beatles episode for probably about a year now. Right, yeah. And yeah. Um, we, we just, we we knew we wanted to have Allie on because she's such a huge fan. Um, and the whole premise of the show is to talk about how music uh, uh, relates to us emotionally. And right, whenever yeah. we talk about the Beatles and uh, like Allie gets emotional because she loves the Beatles so much. Yeah. And um, so that's why we want to have her on. We just haven't gathered into notes yet. We wanted to watch, we knew that docuseries was coming out. We wanted to watch the docuseries first before we had her on. And, um, we haven't been able to watch it yet. So, but we will, that's coming. And for you so. people who are, for our listeners listening to audio, I held up the revolver record, yeah. the Beatles. So, yeah. uh, yeah. so we'll see if I survive that episode. You should read me up. Yeah, we'll see story. what happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so last yeah. week uh, we discussed mm-hmm. uh, Britney Spears and her up and her come up, and now yeah. I guess today we're going to sort of uh, discuss a little bit more about the horse, the like like the bad sign and yeah. her, and so, and the ultimate outcome of it, which is good. Yeah, which is good news. We're we're still like kind of recapping um, Britney's life as a performer, kind of where she got to, how she got to where she was, um, things leading up to the conservatorship where we left off last week. Um, she was placed under a conservatorship led by her father, uh, Jamie Spears, um, and the attorney, uh, Andrew Wallet, giving them complete control of her assets. And when I say complete control, complete. I mean complete control of her assets. Basically, as it was described in the documentary we just watched, he will be Britney Spears. So that was that was and what I, it was. And I just finished up yep. Britney versus no uh, um what is it? Britney versus um, Spears. Spe- yeah, yeah, on yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Yep. And I found it so and, odd that uh, in in one scene um they there was this like car of like like four or five people right with her yeah. in it, and they're going to her own car in the in the in like outskirts of town, and yeah. and she just drove her car for thirty minutes, and then that's it. That's it. 
and 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 what I think is lawyer said who did, who uh, like that's not living that's not you know I mean to get yeah. thirty people to to set up this one thirty minute call ride that's not living life you know to, you know yeah so, yeah yeah so yeah. so to to sum that conservatorship up into one basic like visual representation of it yes Britney Spears couldn't she had no control over her life over anything of uh, any, any of her finances. Um, any of her free time, uh, it, it, she couldn't, she couldn't eat, sleep or drink without somebody telling her that either a, it was okay or telling her how she had to do it. Um, so yes, in that documentary we watched, there was a, uh, there was a time where they had to arrange for her, um, to drive her own car just on this, you know, open road for 30 minutes. That's all she had 30 minutes. And it took a team of people that had to come together to arrange for her to do that. That's yeah. how sad this whole thing is. Yeah. And this is years after, and we're going to get into it. This is years after this conservatorship has been going on. Um, so I think the conservatorship to start out with was necessary um, because uh, Brittany was going through some stuff, some mental health issues for sure. Um, there was some drug use that she need, needed to get under control um, and, uh, she's she's been through a lot with the kids and the divorce from Kevin Federline, and I think mentally she was not where she needed to be. So yes, I do think that the conservatorship started out as something that needed to happen just so she, until she could kind of get things under control. The problem, and just like with anything, anything in excess uh, is dangerous. It doesn't matter what it is. So the problem is uh, the abuse of that conservatorship by her father and his team of people because they were all getting paid. And they didn't want to give that up. So they have kept her in captivity uh, over, you know, uh, 13 years, I believe is how long it was. And right. uh, it's really sad. Um, but, you know, yeah. So we're, we're, and we'll, we'll get into all that. Uh, so we still got some ground to cover to kind of lead up to all that. And we'll right. get there. Um, so the following month um, after that conservatorship was put in order, uh, Britney Spears actually guest starred on the uh, How I Met Your Mother episode 10 sessions um, as receptionist Abby. She received positive reviews for her performance as well as bringing the, the series its highest ratings ever. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so Britney's, I mean, she's still out there. Like, she's still very popular. People know who she is and they still love Britney to death. And she's still bringing in a lot of uh, viewers for this episode. And you're made to believe, and we'll see this a lot. You're made to believe that things are okay. Like it's fine. Like, yeah, we're doing all this kind of behind the, the, uh, the curtain here, but this is all necessary for her and see, everything's fine. She, you see, she's still out here. She's still doing stuff. She's still doing concerts. She's making albums. Um, and, and she's fine. Like it's, it's fine. So just don't worry about it. Let us handle this part. Y'all just keep loving Brittany. Um, but uh, in July of 2008, Spears regained some visitation rights after coming to an agreement with Kevin Federline and his counsel. Uh, and then in September of 2008, Britney Spears opened the MTV Music Awards with a pre-taped comedy sketch with Jonah Hill uh, and an introduction speech. Um, she then won Best Female Video, Best Pop Video, and uh, Video of the Year for Peace of Me, um, a 60-minute introspective documentary uh, Britney, for the record, was produced to chronicle Spears' return to the recording industry. Directed by Phil, Phil Griffin, for the record, was shot in Beverly Hills in New York City during the third quarter of 2008. The documentary was broadcast on MTV to 5.6 million viewers um, for two airings on the premiere night. 
Uh, it was the highest rating <laughs> in the Sunday night time slot and in the network's history. So, yeah, again, at this point, she's still very relevant. Everybody still can't get enough of Britney Spears. Um, and they're doing all this in an effort to try to convince the whole world that everything is okay. And in reality, it was not far from. So, right. So in December of 2008, uh, Spears' sixth album, sixth studio album, Circus, was released. It received positive reviews from critics and debuted at number one in Canada, Czech Republic, and the USA. And within the top ten in many European nations. In the United States, Spears became the youngest female artist to have five albums debut at number one earning a place in Guinness World Records. The album was one of the fastest-selling albums of the year and has sold 4 million copies worldwide. Its lead single, Womanizer, became Spears' first chart-topper on the Billboard Hot 100 since Baby Hit Me One More Time. Baby One More Time. Uh, the single also topped the charts in Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Norway and Sweden. That's a lot to say. That's a lot of countries. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it was also nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Dance Recording. In January 2009, uh, Spears and her father obtained a, a, a restraining order against her former manager, Sam Blutfi. Ex-boyfriend, Adnan Galib? Galib? Galib, yeah. Galib, Galib I think yeah. is how you say it. Okay. Yeah. Adnan Galib. And attorney John Erdely, 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 E A R D L E Y for people who can mm-hmm. talk English and I can't, <laughs> so it's hard for me to do sometimes. Uh, all of whom have been accused of conspiracy to gain control of Spears' affairs. Uh, I I think that's bullcrap too. That that whole thing that was her mostly her dad doing that right now sam sam her dad, her, was definitely her, her dad was yeah. a natural born iron anyway so you know. oh yeah big yeah, time yeah. yeah he's a piece of crap um so sam lutfi though um <laughs> was her like yeah former manager now he was not the greatest person but that ex-boyfriend adnan galib was actually uh a, a, a member of the paparazzi um that uh was you know getting assigned to take pictures of her during all this you know this whole time and right. the breakdown and everything um he actually gave a crap about her he's one of the few people that was in her life well, that, see, that accor- did care about her according to the to the doc we just watched Spears versus jamie um Brittany like kind of took really took to him you know even though yeah. he was a part of, he was part of the party the uh media um yeah. she really took to, to him for some what for whatever reason and it came well, and became best friends you know I think so. And Allie mentioned something about that too. She was like, man, she dated a lot of the paparazzi, didn't she? And I was like, well, think about it. Put yourself in her she position. Sees, she so, sees them every day. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she's, uh, you know, at a very young age, she gets thrown into superstardom. Um, and she's had yeah. people kind of controlling her life even since then. Uh, but it, even more so after, you know, everything with Kevin Federline and her breakdown and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's cut off from the world. She has an absolutely no control over her life. She's surrounded by paparazzi 24-7. They're in her face. They're trying to take pictures of her, trying to take pictures of the kids, won't leave her alone. 
And if, if that's the only like social interaction she has with, with human beings, anybody, is the yeah. paparazzi. Right. Yeah. yeah. And even one of them is actually like nice to her and sweet to her. Her natural thing is to gravitate towards that person. So that's what she did. Which is human Adnan nature, was, you know? yeah. Adnan was very nice to her. He looked out for her. He was very sweet. He didn't hound her. You know, he was doing his job by taking pictures, but he didn't, um, you know, abuse that like a lot of people did. And she gravitated towards him. They started dating. I mean, that's just, you're right. Human nature. If someone is kind to you, you are just drawn to that person Mm -hmm. when you feel like the rest of the world is out to get you. And that's what happened. The problem is that he started to try to help her get away from a lot of this stuff. And that was his mistake. Yep. Jamie Spears decided to, and you'll see this a lot. Anybody who tries to help the situation and get her out of that, is going to get cut off from her life somehow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, restraining order, bam, put against anybody that was trying to help because Jamie Spears is such a piece of crap. He was trying to, even then, just take complete control of of her life. Yeah. Horrible. So, so Spears embarked on their circus, on the circus starring, sorry, oh, okay, the circus Starring Britney Spears tour. I wonder why. Okay, what that, that doesn't yeah. make sense, you know. Starring Britney <laughs> Spears, it's her, it's her tour, you know. Yeah, it's called the Circus Tour. Uh, yeah. the Circus Tour in March 2009, uh, with the gross of U.S. 131, nope, 131.8 million dollars. Yeah, it became the fifth highest grossing tour of the year. Wonder what the first one was. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, uh, can the, uh, can the, you look that up for me? Yeah. I'll look uh, it up real quick. I asked Gersing a tour of 20, uh, 2009. Yeah. Uh, Spears released her second greatest hits album, the single, the singles collection. Uh, and the album's lead and only single three became the third number one single in wow. the U.S., which is kind of like a, Oh, I see what you did there, kind of moment. Three, yeah, became the third. Ah, I th- okay, ah. I see. Ah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I found it. Okay. By the way, okay. um, the highest grossing tour of two thousand nine was actually U two, um, oh, nice. who played a total of forty four shows, uh, and a gross of three hundred and eleven million dollars. Wow. Um, so yeah. There you go. Yeah, you do just cool it every time they go out. I don't know. Yeah. Followed by Madonna, Bruce Springsteen, and ACDC. Ooh. Um, yeah, so they all did pretty well in uh, 2009. So. ACDC, man, they're still rocking the world, you know? Still going, so, yeah. Yeah, still going strong, so yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, so... Yeah, she's, uh, I mean, she's still It seems like great. she's still she's, killing it, but... but now, but yeah, but they're forcing her not to not to be out in the public more often, right? Yeah, behind the scenes, she's she's not doing well. Yeah. Um, in uh, March of 2011, Spears released her seventh album, um, Femme Fatale. Uh, the album peaked at number one in the United States, Canada, and Australia, and within the top ten on nearly every other chart. Its peak in the United States tied Spears with Mariah Carey and Janet Jackson for the third most number ones among women. 
Femme Fatale has been certified platinum by the RIAA, and as of February of 2014, it had sold 2.4 million copies worldwide. That was 14, so was, I'm sure it sold a whole lot more since then. Right. Uh, the album's lead single, Hold It Against Me, I remember that song, uh, debuted atop the Billboard Hot 100, becoming Spears' fourth number one single on the chart and making her the second artist in history to have two consecutive singles debut at number one, <clears throat> excuse me, after Mariah Carey. The second single, Till the World Ends, peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 in May, while the third single, I Want to Go, uh, reached number seven in August. Femme Fatale became Spears' first album in which three of its songs reached the top ten chart. Uh, the fourth and final single, Criminal, was released in September of 2011. The music video sparked controversy whenever British politicians criticized Spears uh, for using replica guns while filming the video while filming the video in a uh, London area that had been badly affected by the 2011 England riots. Um, Spears' management briefly responded, stating, quote, the video is a fantasy story featuring Britney's boyfriend, Jason Trawick, which literally plays out the lyrics of a song written three years before the riots ever happened. Um, and then in May of 2012, uh, Britney Spears was hired to replace Nicole Scherzinger as a judge for the second season of the U.S. version of The X Factor, joining Simon Cowell, L.A. Reid, and fellow new judge Demi Lovato, who replaced Paula Abdul. Um, Spears uh, mentored the teens category, in her final act, Carly Rose Sonniclar, sure, uh, was, was named the runner-up of the season. Spears did not return for the show's third season. And I've heard some things about like what Simon Cowell said about Britney Spears being on there. And basically, she was just too sweet. But, you know, she's not the kind of person that's not going to, like, she doesn't like controversy. She's not going to sit there and rip someone apart as easily as Simon Cowell does. Um, so maybe she wasn't a good fit for the show. But regardless... It, it again, like her appearance on How I Met Your Mother, it brought in all these ratings because people love Britney Spears. They, how can you not? She's a sweet person, and it, like what she like, she's one of those celebrities. You know, they always say, "Don't never meet your heroes," right? But she's one of those people that they're like, when you meet her, she is a genuinely nice person. She wants to take time to uh like talk to her fans and like she appreciates every single one of them she's not one of these people that just wants like yeah she's been hounded by the paparazzi and she might be mean to them but that's because they're all up in her crap and they won't leave her alone and right. you know human instinct is to lash out but she is not the trash that everybody portrayed her to be she cared about each individual fan so to be a mentor on uh, the X factor. Yeah. She's very sweet and she's not going to be that type of person. So I, I think she probably did a, a lot for that show, but that's just not what the, you know, the producers were looking for. They want mean, nasty people like Simon Cowell to come on there and rip people apart. <laughs> so I understand the fact that they want mean people, you know, cause yes, it's it's awesome to be nice, but yeah. then again, you do want the truth. To be honest yeah. with you, you know, right, right. So, because yeah, if, if a if a if a performer is not performing to their best, um, I'm I'm running out of words here. The best no, that I, they I can do, the best yeah, that yeah. they can do. I uh, I would want to be told, hey man, you need to buckle up and get get right and you know come back tomorrow yeah. and, and nail it, you know. 
Yeah, that's right. There, there, there is certain ways to say it nicer than than Simon, but um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Um, my mom's been watching the show and she and she says that he's he's the nicer now. I guess yeah. he got he got he got a family now. Right? I I don't know. I don't know what changes. You know, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but that's that's um. I, so I I I understand I understand the fact that they you know that divide her. Um, because yeah. no one can be too nice, you know. There's, there's too yeah. nice, and then there's way too, you know, okay. You're, you know, you're not, you're, yeah. you're killing it, you know. So, yeah. Spears began her work on her eighth studio album, Britney Jean, in December of 2012, and enlisted Will I, I Will I Am as its executive producer in May 2013. In January 2013. Spears and Jason Trywick ended their engagement. That's the guy that was in the documentary at at the very end, near the very end. Yeah. Trywick was also removed as Spears' co-conservator, restoring her father as a sole conservator. Yep. So they never got married, or did they, like... Never got married. No, they were just engaged. Okay. Yeah, they... They 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 got got him. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in on twenty on September seventeenth, twenty thirteen, she appeared on Good Morning America to announce her two year contract residency with Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, yep. titled "Brittany Peace of Me." It began on December twenty seventh, twenty thirteen, and included a total of one hundred shows throughout twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. During the same appearance. Spears announced that Brittany Jean would release would be released on de- December third, twenty thirteen, in the United States. It was released through RCA Records due to uh, disbandment of Jive Records in twenty eleven, which had formed the joint RCA slash Jive label group between twenty oh seven and twenty eleven. Brittany Jean. Uh, became Spears' final project under the original recording contract with Jive, which he, which had grant, guaranteed the release of eight studio albums. So she fulfilled her contract. Good for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, same issue with with Slipknot. They're out of their. I think they're they're out of their Roadrunner contract or something. Yeah. yeah. Roadrunner. Yeah, yeah, that's who Slipknot was with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the record received. A low amount of promotion and had little commercial impact, reportedly due to time conflicts involving uh, preparations for Britney Peace of Me. Upon its release, though, the record debuted at number four on the U.S. Billboard 200 with first week sales of 107,000 copies, becoming her lowest peaking and lowest selling album in the USA. Brandy Jean uh, debuted at number 34 on, on the U- UK album charts, selling 12,959 copies in the first week. And in doing so, it became Spears' lowest charting and lowest selling album in the entire country. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, so, you're not going to have a, so go from you're not gonna have a hit every time. To, yeah, so go from high yeah. to low, like just like that. Yeah, that's got to do some different, you yeah. know. And that's that's something you see a lot with these contracts that they yeah. that they write up, where it's like, well, you've got to release X amount of records in X amount of time, 
Um, so as far as creativity goes, you may not be able to put out something that's just like mind blowing every single time you do your best and you're not going to, every album's not going to be, you know, top well, 10 and you know, it's just well, the way it is. Well, I, well, I think it's, um, partly what is a drive records that produ- that producer, you know, um, yeah. made this. I think it's partly what was mainly different too. Cause, cause as I read, as I read, I think I read that they didn't give enough, um, promotion and little, had little commercial yeah. impact. Yeah, because I because I, I think that like I think that they knew she was going she was leaving the record label for another record and this is it eight yeah. eight eight studio albums this is it for them so they're like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna try to stick for as much as we could you know and yeah and, that's that's and, what and it, it sounds like they, 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 that they did you know yeah that that's pretty much what it was yeah you know that's yeah. why these contracts and things like that like they can get messy at times oh yeah so. yeah. But uh, in 2016, Britney Spears confirmed via social media that she had begun uh, recording her ninth studio album. On March 1st of uh, 2016, V Magazine announced that Spears would appear on the cover of its 100th, 100th, oh my lord, 100th issue uh, dated March 8th of 2016, in addition to revealing three different covers shot by (laughs) photographer Mario Testino for the Milestone publication. Editor-in-chief of the magazine, Stephen Gaughan, revealed that Spears was selected for the V100 issue because of her status as an icon in the industry. On the decision, Gan, uh, excuse me, Gaughan stated, who in our world did not grow up listening to her music? And he's right. Everybody knows Britney. Um, on May 22nd of 2016, Spears performed a medley of her past singles at the 2016 Billboard Music Awards. In addition to opening the show, Spears was honored with the Billboard Millennium Award. Uh, on July 15th of 2016, Spears released the lead single Make Me from her ninth studio album featuring guest vocals from American rapper g Easy. Um, and you see this like with her like continuing uh, pursuit suits of making her albums more urban that's what she always kept saying i want this album to be more urban and she did have a lot of hand in like writing some of these songs um because that was like her safe space that was her performing on stage writing music getting in the recording studio that was like her break from the conservatorship it felt like you know she yeah she's working but that was her break from that so um The album Glory was formally uh, released on August 26th of 2016. On August 16th of 2016, MTV and Spears announced that she would perform at the 2016 MTV Music Video Awards. And this is big because this was the um, this was the performance that marked Spears' first time returning to the VMA stage after her widely banned performance of Give Me More at the 2007 show nine years earlier. Along with Make Me, uh, Spears and G-Eazy also performed the latter's hit song, Me, Myself, and I. Um, Spears a cover, uh, appeared on the cover of Marie Claire uh, UK for the 2016 issue in uh, October. And in the publication, Spears revealed that she had suffered from crippling anxiety in the past and that motherhood uh, played a major role in helping her overcome it. She said, quote, my boys don't care if everything is perfect. Uh, excuse me, isn't perfect. They don't ever judge me, um, Spears said in the issue. In, in November of 2016, during an interview with Las Vegas Blog, Spears confirmed that she had already begun work on her next studio album, stating, quote, I'm not sure what I want the next album to sound like. I just know that I'm excited to get in the studio again and actually have ar- and I have actually already been back recording. So, again, that's her break from everything. That is her escape and her chance to get creative, 
try to take her mind off of everything that's going on in her life because we're about to get into the nitty gritty of this conservatorship. Um, this is the, this is her break from that. It's where she feel like she, she feels like she has actual control over her life. Right. Yeah, just as you said, this is the nitty gritty of, of it. Um, so on January fourth, not twenty nineteen. Spears announced the, an indefinite hiatus and the cancellation of her Las Vegas residency after her father, Jamie, su- uh, suffered a near-fatal colon rupture. Okay. Uh, in March 2019, Andrew Wallet resigned from as a co-conservator of her estate after 11 years. Spears entered a psychiatric... Psych- I can't say that word right now. Psychiatric facility. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Amidst stress from her father's illness uh, at the same month. The following month, a fan podcast, Brittany's Graham, uh, released a voicemail message from a source who claimed to be a former member of Spears' legal team. Um, So everybody, I guess, check out Brittany Graham, another another, um, fan podcast, right? Here's the thing. Brittany's Graham was designed to rip her apart. Oh, so don't no, okay. Don't yeah, check it out. Like, don't yeah. check it out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so there's bad. Here's the deal. Brittany's Graham was a podcast that just would, they made a whole podcast about looking at her Instagram posts and making fun of her. Okay. Um, wow, it, but they, someone sent a voicemail to this, uh, the creators of this podcast, um, who, like you said, claimed to be a former member of her legal team. Right. Um, talking about that residency so yeah hmm. okay uh they alleged that jamie that jamie had canceled the residency tour due to spears's refusal to take her meds uh that he had been holding holding her in the facility against her will since january of 2019 after she violated the no driving rule and that her father's conservatorship was supposed to have ended in 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's 10 years different. So so that's 10 years different, you know, yeah. 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 Uh, The the allegations gave rise to a movement to terminate the conservatorship. Hashtag Free Britney. Britney, Free Britney, baby. Which is this entitled uh, episode right here, which received support from celebrities, including American singer Cher, Paris Hilton and Miley Cyrus. Wait, wait, wait. Paris Hilton's making music? She did put out an album. Um, I know of that one album, but I didn't know if she's like an like ongoing. Yeah, I don't think it was an ongoing thing, but okay. she did have at least that one that one album. Because I did see that album in uh, Scratch and Spin years yeah. ago. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> okay. Uh Miley Cyrus and the nonprofit organization American Civil Liberties Union. Union. They were all back in there. Mm-hmm. On April twenty second, twenty nineteen, fans protested outside of the West Hollywood City Hall and demand demanded Spears' release. Spears says all is well two days later and left the facility later that month. Gee, I wonder why she would say all is well. Maybe mm. it's like somebody has control over her life and even her social media accounts. And uh, it's like they're telling her what to say. Okay, so I... Oh, <laughs> right, because in the documentary, uh, 
we you saw a like a Instagram post that didn't look bright. Like she was weaning something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's there was it's a weird. lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of those. Yeah. There was a lot of videos and posts that she would make where it almost looks like somebody is forcing her to post these videos telling people that it's okay so people will leave leave her alone and um it, it i don't know it all looks fabricated to me and it looks like people on her team were filming these things it also is all done at her house too like every single one is done at her <laughs> home so it's it's like they literally and this is before covid right so they right. It, she's not on lockdown i mean she's on lockdown but it's like her team keeping her on lockdown. It wasn't a COVID if, lockdown. If you wanted to like, like to make it believable, take her out in the public and Hey, everything's okay. Now, you know, it's, it's, yep. they did it all wrong. You know, they all they, wrong. They probably much Absolutely. screwed themselves. Yeah. You know, but, uh, in May of 2019, uh, excuse me, in a May 2019 hearing judge, Brenda Penny ordered a professional evaluation of the conservatorship. Um, in September, Spears' ex-husband, Federline, uh, obtained a restraining order against Britney's father. This was bad, too. Um, Jamie, following an alleged physical altercation between Jamie and one of her sons. Um, Spears' longtime care manager, Jody Montgomery, temporarily replaced Jamie as her conservator that same month, which also saw a hearing where no decisions about the arrangement were reached. And in that documentary, they asked Jamie Spears' uh, attorney about that whole altercation and uh, you could tell he like did not want to answer that thing, right? Yeah, there was a few um, they, people that did that did not want to answer anything, you know. Yeah, here's the, yeah. There's a lot of people that worked for Jamie Spears who wouldn't speak on stuff. Right. It was right. like, why'd you even agree to sit down for a documentary? I, um, I, if just, you're just, just gonna be just, like, I can't talk about it. Just to get their face on video, probably. <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. Jamie Spears, something happened where he like kicked the door down. He kicked the door down. Is what a lot of people keep saying he kicked the door down okay. um and then he like grabbed one of the kids and he was shaking one of the kids um it's what everybody says that's when kevin federline was like all right restraining order against you jamie spears right, bam yeah, yeah. they asked jamie spears's attorney about the whole incident he's like yeah something something along the lines of he slammed the door and the door came off the hinges the door doesn't come off the hinges from slamming the door he kicked that door down um you don't don't play coy with that whole thing man you know he's a piece of crap right um I'm getting worked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, in August, Jamie called the hashtag free Britney movement, a joke and it's organizers, conspiracy theorists on October, excuse me, in August 17 of 2020 Spears, a uh, court appointed lawyer, um, Samuel D Ingham, the third. Yeah. Uh, submitted a court filing that documented Spears desire to have her conservator conservatorship altered to reflect her wishes as well as lifestyle to uh, in state Montgomery as her permanent conservator and to replace Jamie with a uh, fiduciary fid fiduciary. I don't even know how to say that word. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it is a person who hold. Yeah. It's a person who holds a legal or ethical relationship of trust with one or more uh, with one or more for other, uh, uh, gosh, other parties, with one or, I other got, parties. I got yeah, it for I can't you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, one of those as conservator of her estate. Um, four days later, Penny extended the established arrangement until February of 2021. And but in November of 2020, Penny approved Bessemer Trust as co-conservator of Spears Estate alongside Jamie. So almost had something happen, not quite back and forth. You see this a lot in this whole saga. Yeah. Is yeah. They're trying to do something about it. Jamie finds a way to get back in. It's really sad. I wonder, well, 
Because how, how many loopholes are there? It's got to be like Dude. a million and a half loopholes. Well, why our, legal system, our legal system is trash anyway. And oh, well, yeah. there's yeah. so many loopholes that, that you can find. And I mean, they have people hired for this kind of stuff. So, and definitely people more qualified to speak on it than I am. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's everything. There's so much flaw in, in so many flaws and, and everything regarding this whole case. Yeah. And basically nobody's there. They had no plans of ending this conservatorship, which started out as a very <clears throat> temporary thing. Right. Um, just, just until she could get her life back on track because people were making too much money from it. Everybody's benefiting off of her, Britney Spears yeah. uh, and her crippling mental health issues that she's having. And everybody's like, no, we, we can't end this now. We're making too much money and we'll get into some money in just a little bit. I've got some screenshots of things to let you guys know just, just how much, you know what, let's do that. Let's go ahead and talk about that real quick. All right. I'm going to bring this up. Yeah. Um, just to give you guys an idea about how much money's being made off of this whole situation. Uh, the uh, Britney versus Spears documentary that me and James just finished watching um, before recording this episode kind of broke it down. So uh, it, the piece of me Vegas residency um, shows that she did from 2013 to 2017, she did 248 shows um, 9,116 tickets were sold. Um, oh, I'm sorry. 916,000 tickets were sold. Uh, one point, uh, excuse me, 137.7, gosh, $137 million um, in box office sales from that, con from the, not conservatorship, from the residency in Vegas, right? Yeah. In uh, 2018, the Peace of Me tour. Um, she toured nine countries, 260,000 tickets sold, $54.3 million in box office sales were made. Um, this is how much Britney made from 2017 to 2018. Uh, in 2017, she earned $34 million um, herself. In 2018, her net worth was estimated at $59 million. Okay, that's Britney's earnings. Jamie right. Spears' earnings. Listen, this is all this is all he is is the guy that gets to approve every little thing that she does, okay? Jamie Spears' earnings from 2013 to 2018. Jamie earned $2.1 million from tour revenues for not doing anything. He made $2 million for not doing anything, um, plus a $16,000 per month salary for, again, for not doing anything except being in control of this whole situation. And he paid Brittany an $8,000 per month allowance, how does the guy who is not doing anything to make any of that money, he's not doing shows, he's not dancing, he's not singing, he's not doing it, he's not performing in any manner. How does he get to give the actual person who's responsible for making all this money an allowance? That just, it blows my mind. You know it's why? really sad. Because the legal why? system. No, because he's a slime ball. And the legal is, yeah, and he is a slime ball. You said I have, right. I have more words than that, but this podcast isn't, you know, explicit. Yeah, we got a, so. we got a PG rating on this podcast, <laughs> so take it yeah. easy. Yeah, if you all want to hear the X-rated version, you know, the podcast coming soon. Patreon. 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 Yes, let's start that. We'll cuss no. and we'll make poop jokes all day long. That's right, man. <laughs> um, so a documentary about Spears' career and conservatorship, framing Britney Spears. Premiered on FX in February 2021. 
this is the one that I tried to find on Hulu that I could not find anywhere. So okay. so sorry, I couldn't okay. I couldn't watch this one. Okay. Well, that's fine because I'm 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 not a subscriber to Hulu yet. So. Okay. Yeah. But I do. But I still do want to see the Wu Tang documentary. I was like, Ooh, awesome. yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Spears later revealed that she had seen parts of the documentary, stating it was like she felt humiliated by the perception of her that was presented and that uh, she cried for two weeks following the initial broadcast. The following month, though, Ingram filed a petition to permanently replace Jamie with Montgomery as the conservation conservator of Spears' person. Citing a 2014 order and that demanded Spear, that Spears did not have the capacity to consent to medical treatment or any form. Capacity. Well, that's, yeah. okay. She can talk, right? I mean, she's... Um, Here's the thing. Capacity. So, so the word... Fall- co- okay, hold on. So yeah. the word capacity means, like, to me, that's like, like, like someone who can't speak at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they but said she, that her, she, she did not have the uh, mental capacity to consent to medical treatment of any form. Basically... Yeah. They are telling her what kind of drugs that she needs to be taking. Well, um, well that's not and, that's, and forcing her. her to take these drugs. She has no consent over it. She has no right to say, I don't want to take that. I don't think I need to take that. I would rather take this. People are controlling anything that's going inside of her body, um, food and drugs um, that go inside of her body. And they control her time and they, they just have complete control of her life. Well, she is just like a toy to them. Well, medicine, medication, serious business. And another she, thing, they brought in, and in that documentary, you saw it, they brought in the uh, psychiatrist yes. that evaluates these people that um, has to basically sign off. He does an evaluation of the person and um, that is under the conservatorship, and he basically is the one that says, yes, you need to continue this conservatorship because she is not right. And they kept asking this guy. Which was kind of odd because, know. yeah, they kept asking him, and he said, show me proof of my signature anywhere, and I'll gladly say yeah. yeah. Like, I can't remember what that he, guy's name he was is. Paid but all, they, yeah. yeah, you yeah. could tell that he that uh, Jamie Spears had him yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and knew that legally and financially he could ruin this psychiatrist if he said anything against him because the guy would start to answer a question and then he would back off and he'd say i'm not going to answer that and show me where i signed something he wouldn't even acknowledge that he had ever even met britney Spears. which is odd because a psychiatrist has to meet you right that's that's the whole gimmick right exactly it's like you we all know that you evaluated her so why don't you just say that you've met her before he wouldn't even say that but he is the guy that kept signing off legal documents saying that she was not fit to um, regain control of her life and that Jamie Spears still still needed to be in control. So it's partly his fault. Yeah. Why all this? Like he's the one that who is the professional here and he has the um, license to handle this kind, this kind of thing right. And he chose not to because money is more important. Right. Which is not. It sucks. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so on June 22nd of 2021, last year, I keep thinking this is like 2023, but whatever. <laughs> uh, shortly before Spears, Spears was set to 
sent to speak to the court of the New York Times obtained a confidential court documents stating that Spears had uh, pushed for years to end this this, uh, conservatorship. Uh, Spears spoke to the court on June 23rd, calling the the conservatorship abusive. Uh, She said she lied. She had lied by telling the whole world that she was okay and she's happy and everything's, you know, just dandy, right? Um, and she went in that she was traumatized and very, and very angry. The court statement received widespread media coverage on, and generated over 1 million shares on Twitter, over 500,000 messages using the tag, hashtag FreeBritney. And more than 150,000 messages with a new hashtag referencing the court appearance. Hashtag Britney Speaks. Yeah. So, yeah. So, here, here's something about the whole Free Britney movement thing. I think it was started out in a good, uh, with uh, good intentions from her fans oh, yeah. and supporters. Um, now, some of this stuff was definitely hurting um the whole actually freeing Britney because things like where they would have zoom calls um to, I learned about this from the page seven um, podcast talking about this, but they, uh, you know, on the zoom calls, they would, they would try, they were trying to meet with Britney's legal team mm-hmm. um, to meet with the judge and meet with everybody else involved with the case to try to go over this whole thing. People would bombard the, her fans would like hack into the zoom call and wouldn't leave the chat while they're trying to talk about it so all that does is they say look we can't we can't meet so then they they delay it so it's just like that kind of stuff is not helping matters either and protesting outside of this that and other to where they can't even physically get inside of the building to to have a legal discussion about this whole matter is not helping matters either um i think it was within good with good intentions of course but of again Anything in excess can be very harmful, and I think that's what happened with the hashtag Free Britney movement as well. Right, right. But uh, anyway, on July twenty, uh, excuse me, July first of twenty twenty one, Bessemer Trust asked the judge to allow them to withdraw from the conservatorship, um, saying that they had been misled and had entered into the arrangement on the understanding that the conservatorship was voluntary. The same day, Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bob Casey Jr called on uh, federal agencies to increase oversight of the country's conservatorship systems. This is probably like Britney Spears is probably the most popular, but I'm sure that this kind of thing gets abused on a daily basis. So um, they're really tracking down uh, or hack uh, um, really what's the word I'm looking for. They're really taking into all, all, all this stuff, like taking it into account and trying to wean out all the people abusing it. So um, cracking down, that's the term I was trying to, my brain hurts um so spears manager i've i've been consuming my brain with britney spears legal issues for that's because it's because of that that uh that uh that neck injury you have this like a couple years ago maybe that's why yeah Yeah, i pinched a nerve in my neck there we go it makes a kid Um, talk so (laughs) yeah so spears manager of 20 25 years, Larry Rudolph resigned on July 6th, citing that, quote, her intention to officially retire. Um, and later that same day, it was reported that Spears' court-appointed lawyer, Sam, Sam Ingham, planned to file documents to the court uh, asking p- to be dismissed. Side note, I just want to make this clear, too. 
Casey Kasem, remember him, yeah. the radio DJ, also yeah. voice of Shaggy on Scooby Doo. Um, Casey Kasem, uh, his widow, Jean Kasem, um, accused Ingham in a wrongful death suit of conspiring with Kasem's three adult children from a previous marriage to, quote, <clears throat> excuse me, isolate and kill Casey Kasem for financial gain. So there's this whole other legal matter wow. that Sam Ingham um, involved with Britney Spears is also involved with the wrongful death of Casey Kasem. Mm. And that's a whole nother thing. Right. Anyway. Um, so uh, in a July 14th, uh, 2021 hearing, judge Penny approved the resignations of Bessemer trust and attorney Sam Ingham. The court also approved of Spears' request to hire attorney Matthew S. Rosengart um, to represent her. Rosengart informed the court that he would be working to terminate the conservatorship. Yay, finally, somebody that's in her, you yeah. know, in on her side. Um, later that day, Spears publicly endorsed the Free Britney movement for the first time using the hashtag and a caption on an Instagram post. Uh, Spears said that she felt blessed after earning a real representation referring to judge penny's decision to allow her to choose her own counsel for once in her life she gets to decide legally who gets to handle all this for her so good good for her we're making progress we're almost there we're almost there (laughs) on july 26 2021 rosengart filed a petition seeking to remove jamie as conservator of, of, of britney spears her estate and to replace him with Jason Rubin, a CPA at Certified Strategies, Inc. Incorporated in Woodland Hills, California. Well, that's that's the, I, I guess, to replace him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. On August 12th, uh, Jamie agreed to step down as conservator and at some future date, with his lawyer stating that he wanted an orderly transition to a new conservator. Uh, what a, what a, okay. That's the, <laughs> yeah. the I, it seems like he's trying to make it seem yeah. like, Oh, well, I guess I'll step down, but as long as somebody else can be in control, right? No, dude, just everybody needs to leave her alone and let her get control of her life. They've mm. mentioned several times, like her brother, Britney Spears, brother has said multiple times, like she doesn't even know how to like call in um, and make a reservation at a restaurant. So how is she going to be able to function? It, won't be that hard, man. I mean, come on. She's not an idiot. No. She's just she's had a team of people do this stuff for her ever since she was a kid because y'all threw her into superstardom at such a young age. Very young and, age. Uh, yeah. And I mean, she hasn't. Um, yeah, she doesn't know how to do stuff like that. That's because everybody's done it for her. She can figure it out. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. Right. Anyway. On uh, September 7th of 2021, last year, uh, Jamie filed a petition to end this conservatorship. How freaking time. God. God. <laughs> on uh, September 12th, though, uh, Spears announced her engagement of her longtime boyfriend, Sam. Yep, that's the name. A-S-G-A-R-E. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Him. Um, through an Instagram post. So she called it quits with her longtime boyfriend on, on, yeah. on Instagram. So. Yeah, and she's yeah. So now she's happily engaged to this new this new guy, Sam. So you know things are going good yeah, for once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on September twenty ninth, Judge Penny uh, suspended Jamie as conservator of Spears' estate. Good with accountant John Label Z A B E L 
uh, replacing him on a temporary bias ba- basis. Mm-hmm. I, okay, yeah, basis. <laughs> I can't read. Me and you can't read today. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> no. today. Yeah. yeah, we're just so flabbergasted. Yeah. On uh, November twelfth, though, uh, Judge Penny terminated the conservatorship, which is great. There it is, finally. Um, yeah, right before, right. Be- yeah, I mean, it's, it's very temporary. Just legally had to have somebody in that role, and then finally, November twelfth, terminated it altogether. Hashtag free Britney finally like worked, and she is free. Um, and now she has complete control over her life once right. again. And now we can draw a close to that. And that's why we decided to go ahead and do an episode on it is because there is finally a happy ending. Um, and Brittany is free. So, uh, speaking of Brittany Spears's legacy, um, referred to as the princess of pop Spears was credited, was credited as one of the driving forces behind the return of teen pop in the late 1990s. Rolling Stones, Jamie Lamb explained that, she, quote, helped to usher in a new era for the genre that had gone dormant in the decade that followed New Kids on the Block. Spears would lead an army of pop stars built on slick uh, Max Martin productions, uh, plenty of sexual innuendo, and dance-heavy performances. She became one of the most successful artists of all time and a cautionary tale for a generation, whether they paid attention or not, end quote. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's good, you know. Couldn't have said it better myself. Right. Billboard's Robert Kelly observed that Spears' sexy and coy vocals on her debut single, Baby One More Time, uh, kicked off a new era of, of pop vocal stylings that would influence countless artists to come. And it did. Oh, yeah. In 2020, Rolling Stones ranked the song number one on, on a list of the 100 greatest debut singles of all time. And Robert and Rob Sheffield uh, described it as one of the pop manifestos that announces a new sound, a new era, a new century. But most of all, a new star with maybe one more time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Britney came in, like we said before in our last episode, like groups was what it was all about as far as pop music right, goes. You right. have to have a band. Yeah. Um, and there was a formula that they followed. So having a, a solo artist was very unheard of, and honestly, very nobody wanted anything to do with that. Yeah. Um, and Britney Spears kind of kicked that door down, kind of like her dad kicked the door down and shook one of her kids. She sh- she kicked the door down and shook pop music um, and uh, <laughs> took over, right? Yeah. So um, so what does Britney have to say about this whole thing? Um, and actually, we have Britney Spears joining us on the call today hey. to discuss – um, what's going on? So, Brittany, how you doing today? I'm just kidding. That's I'm just nice. kidding. No, I'm 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 just hey, I'm hey, you hey, 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 um, hey, maybe one day, you know, who knows? Maybe one day. Maybe who knows? Day, yep, yeah. you're right. Um, but no, Brittany has acknowledged the efforts of the movement. We got um, writing recently on her Instagram page. Uh, quote hashtag Free Brittany Movement. I have no words because you guys, because of you guys and your um, constant resilience and freeing me from my conservatorship, my life is now in that direction. I cried last night for two hours because my fans are the best and I know it. I feel your hearts and you feel mine. That much I know is true. So she did it. Well, good for she's her, she's you know? free. She, yeah, good for her. She's got it all. Because finally, things are finally working out for her. Because it started I'm very what, excited. Because it started what, like thir- like thirteen years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, now, she's so. she has it, all this time. She has just had somebody telling her what to what to do. Had complete control over her life. And she has no freedom. She is a um, 
you know, she's, she's been suffering all this time yeah, mentally right. um, and physically too. Like it, 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 it that kind of thing takes its toll on your body as a result of all that. And um, you know, she, you could tell like in some of the videos that she would post, she just didn't look good. She didn't right. look yeah. like herself. She looked very, and, very tired, you know? Yeah. She was tired and worn out and, and, yeah, and, and you and you know she was, right. and you know I'm happy to see that now she's kind of she's getting back into uh, control over her life. She's newly engaged. Um, she can like be with her kids freely now, mm-hmm. and uh, I I'm excited to see where she goes from here. Like, right. what kind of comeback will she make now? Even if she doesn't, though, also, even if she doesn't like release any new music ever again, if she never does another show, if she can spend the rest of her life just being free and being able to live freely without someone in control. Um, I, I think she'll just be a whole lot better off. Yeah. I really do. Also, I wouldn't be so surprised if that wasn't her holding the phone while she was recording it, you know, I'm fine and everything. I think, uh, yeah, it, it might be, uh, Jamie was holding the phone recording or saying that, you know, could be. Yeah, absolutely. Cause he, cause he's the one that pushes the button, you know? Yep. So, yep. I don't know. So, yeah. But yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Britney's yeah. free. We did it. We uh, our first two parter is uh, now uh, in solidified. The, in the hole. Yeah, yeah, the and uh, we'll have more. Um, you know, if there's any updates with this, of course, we'll we'll be glad to uh, to talk about it. But um, yeah. but yeah, thank you guys for listening to the show. Uh, be sure to share this with your friends and family. Uh, we're available on a number of multiple podcast apps and um, wherever you can leave a rating and review. If you would do that, please, it would help the show grow. We really appreciate it. You can do it on Spotify now. Um, thanks Jeff yes. for sending us that. You Jeff. can actually leave a rating um, on Spotify. So if you guys they are don't listening do re- to this, they, they, they don't do reviews yet, do they? They don't do reviews. I don't believe. I think okay. it's just, you can leave start like a five-star rating and if you guys don't mind any of you that like to listen to us on spotify if you don't mind giving us a uh rating on there we very much appreciate it and if you can leave a review wherever um whether that's apple podcast youtube uh facebook instagram anything like that please do and uh, we'll be sure to read it right here on the show every little thing helps us y'all so yeah uh so the best way to stay up to date with us though uh is by following us on our social media accounts on Instagram, One Words Fail Podcast, Facebook, WWFMS Podcast, Twitter, uh, One Words Fail MS. You can email us too, uh, tell us your thoughts or tell us what, you know, the next subject you want us to discuss at One Words Fail Podcast at gmail.com. We're on YouTube, on youtube.com slash One Words Fail Music Speaks. TikTok and the website is One Words Fail Music Speaks. And if you go to the website, make sure you add a .com after that. And then on the on the website, the very first page, go to the tab shop, and I'll take you right to our store so you can buy merchandise from us. Oh, yeah. Good merch, too, man. Yeah, I man. love my shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and, and Twitter. It's at Blake's, uh, excuse me, at Blake underscore Mosley. I'm also on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mosley with three Y's. I'm also on TikTok at Blake Brosley. And uh, if you don't mind checking out my other podcast, it's called South Carolina Spook Show. It's all about true crime and the paranormal uh, from the state of South Carolina. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you have any of your own stories or suggestions that you want to send me for that, uh, you can email it. 
the podcast is the uh, email address is scspookshow at gmail.com. I recently posted an episode about UFO sightings in Myrtle Beach, and uh, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on that. So nice. um, you can, uh, I'm also on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for that podcast as well. If you want to stay up to date, it's yes. when new episodes drop. Um, and all of it is uh, South Carolina Spook Show. Nice. Nice. Um, we do not own any of the music used in this episode. No copyright infringement is intended, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> sources from this episode come from Wikipedia, Variety.com, Rolling Stone, and the Britney versus Spears documentary, only available on Netflix. Go check it out. Check really it out. Good. And that's that's, yep. that's some good stuff, you know. Yep. You know, lately they've been killing it with the with the documentaries, you know. With the, oh um, yeah, Netflix documentary with the is, with the incredible. Well, not only that, with the um, NSYNC documentary that was fantastic too. Yeah. Absolutely. I just love documentaries, you know. So. Oh, I do too. I love it. Uh, yeah. So thank you, everybody, once again for listening to the show today. Uh, we appreciate everything you do, and always remember when words fail, music speaks. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. See you next time.